Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today we have a guest interview. Uh, her name is Nancy, and she is someone who I've gotten to know a little bit over the last year or so that I've been living in Orlando, and she has a really interesting story. She's actually sober. And in this week's episode, I interview her to find out more because I just thought it was so interesting that someone who seems very put together and someone who is um, fairly young made such a choice. So super interesting and whether you have any interest in being sober or not, um, this episode has a lot of good stuff to think on and to reflect on. So that's it. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi, Nancy. Hello. How are you? I am magical. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> so for the people who don't know, I met you because my college roommate and now one of my best friends Daniela um you're basically part of her friend group so mm-hmm. we've actually only hung out in person like <laughs> literally yeah. what like three times I know two not enough <laughs> yes exactly but I've always told Daniela and I've told you that there's like you just have this energy that like I just want to like cling on to and I'm like she's so good and I don't know how to how do I say this in the best way possible the group that I hang out with you in Mm -hmm. is a group that is on a different life path than I am and they're just in a different phase of their journey Mm-hmm. And I think of everyone, you're the most similar to me. So I'm like, I like her. <laughs> and Aww, I can just, I, <laughs> I can just like feel that even, I literally felt it when we first hung out last July 4th and we probably talked for like six mm-hmm. minutes and I was like, okay, <laughs> she's an angel. And... <laughs> We are having you on today because you're a little special unicorn and you've made some life decisions that I'm so interested in and I just want to know more about. So you are sober, correct? Yes, I am. And how long have you been sober for? I am coming up on three years, actually, on the 26th of this month. Oh my God! (laughs) Um, And how old are you? I am 28. So I thought it was so interesting because obviously there's a million different versions of humans. But like when you tell someone someone is sober, you picture like a 60-year-old white man who's had 60 UIs. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god I know I so I'm like oh <laughs> so I just want to know I mean I did not I knew you even less when you were drinking so I have no idea if it was like a bad thing a fine thing I don't know what you were like I don't know what brought you to this decision so you go tell us your story how'd you get here Okay, so um, I would say, like, probably to all my friends, like, I was fun, I was normal, like, I was the party girl, I would go out, I would hang out, like, you know, there was never not a time that we weren't dancing, like, even if it was a location that we, like, shouldn't have been dancing in, (laughs) (laughs) but um, I guess, like, I society puts on like this whole thing of like you know you should drink like why not like there's so many advertisements and everything like that about drinking you know like and I was 18 when I first started drinking I came from a very like religious family um love my family like everything was great on that end but I just always felt really like restricted. Like I couldn't Mm -hmm. do anything. I couldn't go out with friends. Like there was always like this curiosity of like, well, why not? And how far can I push the limit? You know what I mean? Yep. So um, I graduated high school and I started um, going out to parties over the summer and I started drinking. So Everything with my drinking started out, I think, how with everyone else's. It's just, like, a fun thing to do. And, um, you know, you go out on the weekends, party, et cetera, et cetera. But when – as I got older and, like, life just starts happening, and um, I think, obviously, with alcohol, like, all of your inhibitions go out the door. Mm -hmm. Things started, like, creeping up in my life that I had been suppressing for so long. And I didn't think that it would cause the problem that it did, but I was just avoiding and ignoring the signs. So fast forward, um, let's see, I don't know, a couple of years and I started using, I feel, I feel personally, I started using alcohol as like just to escape everything. Yep. So Um, and I really didn't realize that until I got sober because I was just like, every time I would get drunk or I would black out, um, I was like, oh, like, oh, well, like, God, I wonder what happened, you know, the night before, like how embarrassing, blah, blah, blah. But then soon after that feeling started getting so debilitating to the point where I was like oh my God, like what happened? I can't get out of bed. Like, this is so bad. I don't even want to look at my phone. Like, um, and then soon after that, it was like really debilitating and I was really getting depressed and I just couldn't function in life. You know, like I was your typical, like, I would say like weekend binge drinker, you know, (laughs) I didn't have to have alcohol to drink every day. Alcohol never got me in trouble like with the law, I never went to rehab, I never experienced any of those things. So in my mind, I kept telling myself, like, this is totally normal. Right. It's not like you're not even now, even with this story, you are not an alcoholic, like by textbook definition. Mm -hmm. Correct. And so I think the word alcoholic itself, like scared me. Right. So there was plenty of times when people were like, 
mainly my family and mainly my fiance were like, uh, you need to like chill with drinking, but it wasn't ever like you need to stop or else, you know what I mean? Right. And I think because they just were so passive about it, it made me passive about it. And I just felt like I was in this limbo of like, what's wrong with me? Why do I get like this? So then it made me go into the whole like, well, maybe I'll only drink two drinks. Maybe I'll only drink wine. Maybe I'll, and none of it was working. Like, it's just not how alcoholism or anything that has to do with alcohol works. Right. Um, I think a lot of people don't have a problem with alcohol, but for me, that's just how it was. And so um, every time that like someone said, you know, like you should stop, you should stop drinking or whatever. I always wanted to do it for them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how it started. Like I wanted to do it for my fiance. I wanted to do it for my family. Like I never wanted to do it on my own. Like, why would I want to do that? I'm so much fun. Like (laughs) I'm the life of the party. (laughs) So soon after all that, um, I actually went out drinking one night and this was, yeah, three years ago. I was about 25 and it was nothing, honestly, nothing out of the ordinary. Like it was just a night I went out to like, I think it was graffiti junction at the time, went out, of course, blacked out and it was convenient because I used to work next to graffiti junction at the time and just blacked out. Didn't know how I got home. Didn't know like where I was, what happened, blah, blah, blah. Like I was freaking out. And from that moment, like when I woke up, I don't know, like, I think it was God. Like I, you know, I have a huge like spiritual relationship with God. Yes. I wouldn't say I'm religious because um, I just don't like that term in so many ways. But anyways, that's another story. (laughs) Um, I felt like God was just like, you're done. Like he told me that I was done and If I don't stop, like, I firmly believe this. Like, if I didn't stop drinking, my life was literally going to get so much worse and I was going to die. That's just how extreme I felt in that moment. And I still do believe, like, now that if I didn't stop drinking, that I was going to end up dead sooner than later for many reasons, for health reasons, you know, could have ended up you know drink driving or anything like that it was just not it was an all or nothing decision for me and after that that like feeling that I had or that conversation that I had with God with God I went into the most awful depression like I didn't I wasn't getting out of bed like I would literally stay in bed till like six o'clock at night Mm -hmm. And then just, like, literally get up to go to the bathroom, go eat. I was just, like, not in a good place. And shortly after, I think, like, the next day or so, I reached out to a friend of mine who was, like, who I knew was sober. She was young as well. And the journey of sobriety started out with her. And, um, yeah, like, it just kept going on from there and there. And. Now, when you first decided to be sober, kind of like how you mentioned, like you started with, I'm going to do two drinks. When you started, when you decided I'm not going to drink, did you have in your head, like, I need a 30 day break? Or did you, from the beginning, decide that indefinitely you would not be drinking? No, I 
like knew a thousand percent that I was done because previous times I had literally tried that. I was like, oh, I'm going to only drink, you know, two drinks today and, you know, that's it. And then other times it would be like, I'm going to be sober for sober September or dry January and stuff like that. (laughs) You know, like you make like these compromises and it, nothing ever worked for me. It was all like superficial in my, in my eyes, like for what I was dealing with. So it was never just two drinks was never enough for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other problem. Like once you drink and your inhibitions are lowered, it takes a very strong person to, while you're buzzed, say, I'm done. I had my two drinks. Like, once you get buzzed, that's when you're like, I want to keep going. Like, <laughs> Right. 100%. So, again, I want to say this in the nicest way possible. I am not judging anyone. I'm just pointing out that some people are different and they're different from me. The people mm-hmm. that you mostly, like that general group that mm-hmm. I know you from, not only are they social drinkers, they are 100% weekly binge drinkers yeah um absolutely so I mean how did that work out did was everyone like what the fuck are you talking about you're sober were they super supportive like if I decided tomorrow to quit drinking and I told my main best friends that no one would ever say a word no one would say what no come on and the group that we know each other from I have literally had my mouth pried open and someone sat on me and someone poured alcohol in my mouth. So I can't imagine trying to be sober and that be like who you see on the weekend. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did that go? How did you first, was it like an announcement? Was it like, what was it? Um, Initially, I... I think I was just so like shocked, like in the moment, right? Like, let's just go back to like that first morning that I decided to be sober. Um, I mean, I was just like shocked and I was like tunnel vision. Nothing was going to get in my way. Like I had my eye on the prize, if that makes sense. Like I was just, I was honest, I was just fed up. I was fed the fuck up, if I can say that. Yes, you can. (laughs) I really was. I was over it. I was just so over the BS, the drama, the crying, the anxiety, the depression, the fears, you know, like I was just so over it. And I was over that life feeling physically like shit, mentally like shit. And I think because I had dabbled in saying that before, like, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink whatever. Like, I think Maybe some of my friends were like, girl, no, like, what do you mean? Like, you're fine. Like, you're you're overreacting, blah, blah, blah. I got that a lot. Yeah. But I think after a while when, you know, they saw, like, how serious I was, they were like, oh, shit. Like, she's not joking, you know? And, I mean, even to this day, I'll still get the occasional, like, girl, seriously, because I'm planning my wedding. They're like, you're not going to drink on your wedding day. And I'm like absolutely not that would be the day you definitely don't want to drink 
<laughs> exactly. Like, you know how many triggers right there? There's- right. Yeah, that's that's not the time. <laughs> no, like, not at all. So, like, I was had a lot of support, like, tons and tons of support. Good. But I lost so many people out of my life, like, that I thought I would keep there forever. I never thought that I would lose but I was honestly more mad because I'm like how can you not be supportive you know how can you like claim to be my friend but what I think it was after a while was they are dealing with a lot of the same demons Mm -hmm. I think that I was dealing with you know on some type of level and they don't want to face it yeah because I was going to ask do you think it's because what you're doing, whether someone agrees or whatever, do it themselves, what you're doing is literally only positive. Like, it's not even up for debate. There's absolutely nothing negative about what you did. So, like, right. to lose friends over, it can only be because they're, it's almost like the spotlight's on them now. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. now we can't be fucked up and blacked out together because, like, there's going to be one sober one who's like aware of the situation, which is like, which could be (laughs) uncomfortable if you're someone who has zero control of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly what it was. I mean, even till this day, like all my friends now, I mean, the majority of the group that I hang out with are very, very accepting of it. And, you know, they can rely on me, like if they're drinking and stuff like that. But I know like that there's a downside to it in maybe some of their eyes because it's like, oh, she's a sober one. Like, she's not maybe as fun anymore. She's aware. She's this. She's that. And, like, you know, it. people don't want to be uncomfortable. You yeah. Know? And, like, and- I will say I've never seen anyone in the group that I'm talking about pressure you. Like, and anytime that I've been, like, any anytime someone has talked about you around me, it's always positive. So, like. I don't know if maybe it took them some time. I don't know if they were that supportive from the beginning, but like for the most part, that entire group is obviously like very aware and doesn't like say anything stupid or, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, my friends are very like supportive and, you know, if I, if they're like, God, I could never do that. Like, I don't know how you do that. Those are the kinds of responses that I get now. Yeah versus like in the beginning it was like girl you're crazy like why would you want to stop drinking like you're fine like you're overreacting you're over this you're you know it was like just trying to make me feel better about the situation but like I had already made up my mind there was no going back right and I will tell you right now if anyone listening walked into a party where you were they would not assume that you're the boring sober You are literally still the first one dancing and, like, the cutest, liveliest person. Like, I did not know you were sober. And then one day, Daniela randomly said it, and I was like, she was sober that one night? And Daniela was like, yes, she's been sober the whole time. And I'm like, wait, what? Not because you act fucked up, but I'm like, to be that dancey and cheery around a bunch of drunk people? Like, that's a gift, because... Even just random times that I've chosen, you know, some days you just, like, don't feel like drinking. And then you're around people who are drinking. You're like, oh, my God. But you, like, you will talk to someone who is slurring their words and be kind and entertain their conversation. 
And you'll be like, yeah, girl, perfect. You want pizza and chicken nuggets. Good, good. Like, you're so, like, you engage with everyone, which, honestly, I'm, like, such an asshole sometimes. Because when I'm more sober, I'm like, I literally can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't right. look you in the eyes and have a conversation about your ex-boyfriend for the 300th time. Like, I just, it's just. <laughs> yes, I know. But you do so well. I'm like, this is a gift. <laughs> like, how does yeah, she do this? <laughs> well, it took me a really long time to get there. Um, so, like, in the beginning, I just literally, like, surrounded myself around my family. I surrounded myself around my fiance um and like my closest friends you know like for me drinking at the time when I looked at it was like a luxury you know and I had taken full advantage of that luxury so now looking at it I'm like it is such a blessing to be sober for many reasons like I can I realize that I am so much fun without alcohol and I know a lot of people use alcohol as a crutch you know like it brings out your self-esteem it you know like if you're like a quiet person and you're very like you're much more isolated or an introvert alcohol brings that out of you you know and I was like on a hundred thousand when I drank you know like I'm already like that now so when I drank it just like made it so much more intense like I'd be making a fool of myself but it was still a good time and there was no regrets until the next morning you know what I mean so I didn't like now when I go to parties like and I think it's gotten better because in the beginning like I would just be like constantly getting the oh my god girl when did you stop drinking and then they'd be blacked out like (laughs) two hours later and I would set boundaries for myself like okay I need to leave now like it started with if there's no dancing there's no music I'm leaving by 12 but if there's music and there's dancing and I'm feeling okay like I would have like self check-ins like am I feeling okay like it was it was never about like I had urges I had zero urges none whatsoever I was literally repulsed by alcohol and everything that it had like caused me to feel which was a complete like flop compared to what I would try to do in the past with trying to stop you know yeah that's so so good now it's okay like I just push forward like if I'm uncomfortable I'm gonna leave yep you know and it's just is what it is I've set I've learned to set boundaries for myself and that's really ultimately how I deal with it I just am responsible for myself you know and I can't fault others for not being on the same page as me you know right right and obviously I am not sober but I truly like I drink so occasionally that it's like I think me and you are the ones that are around the least in group activities yeah and yeah for me personally the alcohol has a lot to do with it is it the same for you um, I would say so. Like, I think half of the, okay, so this is just how I see it. I don't really think like my friends feel this way, but like, I would say like half of the reason why I don't go to a lot of places is like, I live 
a super busy life. And I know that's like so cliche to say because it's like, oh, you make time for what's important. But like my priorities have changed a lot since I've stopped drinking. Yep. And the other the other side of that is like, yeah, like drinking takes so much energy. Like, have you ever gotten off? Like I work in the hospital. So like if I've gotten off a shift, right? And I'm like dead tired. The last thing I want to do is like hang around people. Like I've been with people all day long. I am mentally and physically drained. But when you drink alcohol, it's like, oh, screw it. Like I'm good to go. I'm just going to have a couple drinks. And then you move past that point of being tired. You know what I mean? Yeah. It like brings you back to life, even though it actually doesn't. (laughs) But like, but that's why not only do I drink just like, I drink way less often, but when I do drink, I also drink even less (laughs) than I used to because Uh the fact that a three hour night can make me have two bad days. What the fuck? Like I would literally drink on a Friday night and the rest of my weekend was absolutely done. Like I was laying down and mind you, even in college, I was someone who I can literally count on one hand the times in my life that I have actually blacked out. And I can count on my hand how many bad hangovers I've had. And that was enough to just make drinking what it is for me now, which is like, there's certain drinks that I absolutely love the taste of. And every couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, I want to go to a Mexican restaurant and have a jalapeno margarita. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's what it's turned into for me. And, and I had less of a bad experience than so many people I know. I cannot wrap my head around having weekly hangovers. <laughs> oh, girl. How like, do you I even live? <laughs> I know. I know. I always, I literally ask myself that now. I've put myself in so many compromising situations that I literally, like, if you could feel my heart right now, it's pounding because I just can't believe I would do that to myself. Like, I had no self-love, no self-respect. And I'm not saying that that's what other people are doing when they're blacking out by any means, but for myself and like a lot of the self-reflection that came with becoming sober, like I was just like, oh my God, thank God that I'm done and over with that. You know what I mean? Because it's scary. It's scary to put yourself in those situations and, you know, wonder, like I've been in a relationship with my fiance for 10 years now and there was times where like, I'd be questioning like, oh shit, did I do something bad? Like, is he going to be mad at me? Is he going to do this? Like, you know what I mean? So he's been on this whole journey with me. I mean, he was one of the first people I drank with when I was 18. So like he has seen me at my worst and he has seen me at my best. And does, is he sober? I feel like he barely drinks the times that I've seen him. No, um, Will is not sober. He he is like a rare occasional kind of drinker but when he does drink I mean he is so much fun like he I think because of like one the culture that he comes from he's British and that's a really big part of their cultures is going to the pub having beers like hanging out everyone kind of like starts drinking at a younger age um And because they also, like, graduate from high school at a younger age. So, it's, like, you kind of are forced to grow up quicker. Um, 
he has, I've never in my life have seen Will blacked out wasted. Not once. Because he is not the type to. Like, he'll get really drunk and he'll have fun and, you know, whatever. But he can remember everything. Like, to the T. He has no problems with alcohol. Like, he is literally the epitome of a person who has no problems with alcohol. Like, he never uses it as a crutch. Um, We don't even have beer or alcohol or anything in the house. And not because of me. It's just he doesn't drink at home. Right. And, like, it is seriously, I have dated both types of people. The guy who fucking blacks out every time he drinks. And then the guy who has zero issue with alcohol. And, like, it is so attractive to never have yeah. to because once you've dated the person who doesn't know how to drink properly it's so anxiety inducing to be like oh boy there he goes oh, and yeah. is he gonna fight tonight is he gonna fight with me is he gonna fight with a random person what's what's it gonna be or is he gonna be fun tonight is it good it's like so yes. unattractive when someone does not have control of themselves so yeah it's just uh-huh. especially from like just a female looking at males it's so nice to be around guys who can handle drinking and right i and you know plenty of guys who and i think this is a really common misconception i think if when you think of someone uh being an alcoholic or having a drinking problem the first thing everyone goes to is like drinking every day and you wake up in the morning and you have a vodka like And the thing that I have said so many times about different people is that person doesn't have a drinking problem, but it's a problem every time they drink. And if that's the case, what are you doing? (laughs) I know. I know. I I literally look at some of our friends or or even like extended friends, I guess you could say, acquaintances, you know, that we've been around and it makes me sad, honestly, like to see them put themselves in that position. You know, I can tell from a mile away that they are battling something. Mm-hmm. Because majority of the time, like I would say majority of the time from what I've witnessed in my life and experience is, you know, someone is always going through something and you can always tell if they are by how they drink, you know, like. Some people are really good about hiding their feelings and they don't need, you know, to to drink alcohol or whatever. But if you're going at home, if you're going home and you're questioning even a little bit about your drinking, I 100% think that it needs to be addressed. And then if you feel like at the end of whatever conversation you have with yourself that the drinking is not a problem you know, it's 50, 50, like, okay, maybe it's not like, maybe you need to reel it back some, like, you know what I mean? So I think like being aware of that is huge. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, you can definitely tell when someone has just become like, (laughs) excuse me, completely reliant on it essentially, because if every time I drank, I cried, I got angry, I punched someone in the head why would I want to do that? So it's Mm -hmm. obviously if someone is that kind of drunk and they continue to drink, it's obviously just because like they don't know how to do without it because no one logically, if you knew that every time you ate peanuts, you turned into a wild animal, you wouldn't eat peanuts. (laughs) 
But peanuts right. don't well, make you forget things. So, yeah. Honestly, like, that's really a good way to put it. So in my first year of sobriety, um, I attended AA meetings religiously. Oh, my God. I like, want to know all was... about that. <laughs> that was Bible to me. Um, and at first, honestly, I was scared because I was like, um, AA meetings, like, I don't drink every day. Like, I'm gonna have nothing in common with these people. Like, I honestly, I pictured, like, grown-ass men in there with, like, <laughs> lifetime of problems. And, like, I, it was just, like, the stigma that I had yeah, in my same. head. Yeah, same. That's what you I would think, I mean? too. And, honestly, before that, I had been, like, years ago, I had been to one AA meeting before that. And I had only gone because me and Will had um, gone into a really bad argument. We ended up breaking up and then we got back together like a week later. But I was like, I'm going to go to AA and I'm going to get better and this and that. And that was literally short lived. Like it didn't even last. I went to one AA meeting and that was it. So I was like, this is not for me. But when I started going to AA, um, when I got like for real sober, (laughs) um, it was an all women's and I reached out to my uh, really good friend. Her name is Emily. She's been sober now for like six years and she was my go-to person. I went to her and I told her everything, like what I've been going through, what I've been experiencing. Um, and she was like, girl, I got you. Like you're going to pull through I'm going to take you, like, come to AA with me. Like, I know you're probably like, what? That's so, like, freaky. Like, why would we go there? But she's like, I promise you, you are not alone. And that was, like, heaven for me. I started going there and developed such a bond with these women. I mean, women of all ages, Mm -hmm. girl. Like, there was a 16-year-old in there all the way to an 89-year-old. Oh, uh, grandma. Um, <laughs> yeah. And some of these stories, like, I didn't talk for the first month. I just sat yeah. there and listened. And some of these stories had me in tears. Like, to the point where I was like, I am so grateful that I stopped drinking now. Because some of these women didn't get that chance until later in life. Like, there was one lady in there who literally, she was floating in her pool. She was drunk. Her and her husband drank. And um, her husband oh. drowned. She woke up from her nap, and he was dead Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, so stuff like that, that just, I mean, it shook me to my core. And... I, there was never one meeting because we went every single Monday. I cried every single meeting. I mean, these women were speaking to my soul. It was like therapy for me. It was the best thing ever. And I went religiously for the entire year. And then when I got into my second year, I I got into nursing school and all this. And I was not able to go as often. But I was like, I need to do the work. You know, like I need to continue because the thing the misconception about I think like becoming sober is like so you're done drinking now right and that's it you're gonna like navigate through life like nothing ever happened however 
in a way like that is so not true because all the feelings that I felt you know the emotional trauma like stuff that I was dealing with from when I was younger like all that stuff that I had mentioned before that was like starting to Mm -hmm. creep through I mean it was all still there the anxieties were all still there so how am I going to deal with that now you know, instead of running away and going to drink, I had to face my fears. You know, I had to do the work. And the more sober you get, like, the better it gets. But, you know, you have to be proactive. It's like going to school. You have to be able to educate yourself and realize, like, if you don't do the work, like, you will fall back into, you know, bad habits or you know, horrible coping mechanisms and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you read Untamed by Glennon Doyle? Mm. I have not, but I want to. I actually have a whole like reading list going on right now that out of books that I want to read. That book on there. Every time I read it, I cry no matter what. Um, But like sometimes it's like happy tears Mm -hmm. and it's whatever. (laughs) But she Mm -hmm. is sober also. And she, I am not going to say it even close to as profoundly as she worded it because she writes like an angel but she says something to the effect of like she thought she was handling things by not feeling them like that that's supposedly how you handle things you don't feel anything I don't feel sad I don't feel mad I don't feel I'm not dealing with childhood trauma nothing's coming up for me I'm drinking my way through it everything's good and then she realized that like through feeling everything that was actually the best way to be, even though it was like basically more painful. Yes, definitely. So you would. Oh, I can't. Wait oh my god, <laughs> y'all literally love her. But um, okay, so where does someone start if they are even one percent curious about being sober? Because I know obviously it's a stretch. Like I don't know that someone's going to listen to this and be like, "I'm sober today." Like, but where does someone right? right start like where do you did you have certain resources that you turn to mm-hmm. so for me like I mean I'm huge into you know mental health we always yeah. talk about this like huge into mental health huge into therapy um and for me like back in the day like when I tried to I think to make the efforts to stop drinking or slow down or whatever like in my head I had pictured like it's all or nothing it's all or nothing yeah you know what I mean there was no the only thing out was really at to my knowledge was just AA and while AA is amazing and I think it's a great starting point I really don't think AA is the only resource that one should use especially for someone who is you know on the curious side or you know just questioning everything about drinking like "Hmm, I wonder if I should cut back some like why is it that I drink like asking these types of questions um I think can move you into two directions so it's like well screw it I don't want to do it or well where do I begin so for me it was like where do I begin and how do I do it and with that being said I used Instagram Instagram was my life And I mean, it still is. I'm constantly posting things in regards to sobriety because, girl, you would be shocked at the amount of people that have messaged me, like people I would never think message me about, like, curious about stopping drinking, uh, 
about, you know, what alcohol makes them feel like, you know, I've questioned this before, blah, blah, blah. Like I have always been so open, so transparent about being sober because I felt like there was no one else other than my girlfriend, Emily, that especially was someone who's like, and I'm like young and functioning, like you didn't have to get to the point of exactly. being a crackhead who's homeless. Like you didn't get there. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know, like even for example, like even my girlfriend, Emily, like she told me I could say this, which uh, that's why I'm <laughs> going to say it. But Emily had four DUIs and she's a successful yep. business owner. Like, she did her, she turned her life around completely. Like, she is doing amazing things. You know what I mean? So, in my mind, I was like, I've never had a DUI. I've never been arrested. I've never, like, you know what I mean? I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what do I do? You yeah, know? I think like, some people, she helped it's me so, so easy to, like, look at someone and be like, well, of course they're sober. They got four DUIs or they lost their rights to their child or whatever drama. Right. But, like. There are so many people who don't treat alcohol properly. I'm just curious. Right, right. And um, that's why I was like, you know what? Like, I I need to, like, just be proactive about this. I It's called it's called being on a pink cloud. It's that, like, euphoria of, um, you know, becoming sober. It's, like, the first, I guess, like, three months. They say it could be up to a year, but you just feel like you're on cloud nine. Like, nothing can stop you. This is, like, the best version of yourself, and I wanted to keep that going. So I used Instagram as my tool, and that opened up so many avenues. So I started, like, looking up hashtags, like, sober living or sober is sexy. Like, I always use that one. I love that one because I truly think it is. And from there on, I started following these amazing men and women on, um, like all sorts of journeys of sobriety. Like some people were like your typical, like, oh, I'm a crackhead and whatever. And they totally like turned their life around. And then others were like me who, you know, it was causing a rift in their life and they just wanted it to end before it got worse. Right. You know what I mean? So I started following amazing bloggers, um, people like Millie Gooch, and there's one called The Retired Party Girl. And on these um, Instagram pages, I mean, if you love, like, memes and stuff like that, and not just, like, funny memes, but, like, quotes upon quotes upon quotes, like, this is this is what worked for me. Because then it led me to their blogs and then it led me to podcasts and then it led me to books which I love reading so I've found like 20 million books that I am so excited to read but I've only gotten through like four and it helped me to understand like the psychology of drinking and how you know like all about coping mechanisms and stuff like that and about if you're being curious there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with questioning yourself because that means there's a shift happening and you are like responding to that in a healthy way. Yeah. And something that I want to like challenge people to do that again, I am not sober, but it's something that I implement because I, okay. So I drink alcohol. I also use marijuana and 
it got to a point where it was completely obvious that the second a half sad negative whatever thought came into my head I would smoke right away mm-hmm. and I got to a point mm-hmm. where I noticed that and I was like you know what you're doing and my yes. rule now just for alcohol and for weed is if I'm picking it up because I had a hard day or whatever it is I that is when right. I literally will not and it's I think it's really normalized like it's the number one thing everyone on the planet says they're like I'm I had a terrible day I cried all day I'm going out for drinks tonight and I'm like no (laughs) yeah absolutely I feel like society makes it okay like you know I mean you see the commercials all the time for beers and and like white claws and stuff like that and they glamorize it well someone who is going through something and sees that and they're like, oh, this will totally take away my worries. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, we use alcohol for literally everything. If there's a death, we go have drinks. If there's a birthday, we go have drinks. If I'm, you know, like you said, tired after work, we're going to go get a drink. You want to come? Like, we literally drink around. Like, if alcohol is not provided anywhere on the planet, you're like, wait, where's the drinks? (laughs) Exactly. Oh my god, like you should see me thinking about like my like bridal parties or like my wedding. Like I'm gonna have alcohol there, but like in my head I was like, Oh, we could not have alcohol and I'm like thinking to myself, like, it's gonna show up though. <laughs> Terrible, but it's so true. It's not so And true. honestly, I mean, this is me personally. I never once when I have decided that I'm gonna drink because I was like purposely avoiding a feeling. I have never felt better. Like, if I'm sad all day and I decide I'm going to drink tonight to feel better, two drinks in, I'm crying in a corner. So, like, it's actually never even worked. (laughs) I know. I'm like, what? Why did I think that this was a good idea? I just really, like, want to smack myself. Like, for me, drinking makes emotions, like, almost more accessible somehow. I know you start like girl. You start thinking about things that happened twenty yeah, and million years hysterically ago. Hysterically crying like... in bed about your ex when you were seven. You're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so true. Now so I have so a question, true. but and mm-hmm. no matter what your answer is, I know that you don't have one ounce of judgment in your body. I have seen it in action. You do not judge people, even if they are blacked out and throwing up on their own toes. But I am Uh curious if at the bottom of your heart, your honest feeling or opinion, do you believe that anyone should be drinking? Do you believe it's something that should be gone altogether? I 100% believe that alcohol serves no purpose. Like, I don't see the point of it Um, in the perspective of like, okay so it makes you have a good time but after the good time like you're sat you're sitting there in in your emotions and your feelings like why would you want to do that like why would you want to escape it's so much harder to continue to do that pattern and then end up in a worse situation you know what I mean like if you yes it's very scary and it's very very hard to face your fears and 
your traumas and whatever it is that you're experiencing, it's very scary. But once you do it, you're like, oh shit, like that wasn't, it's like, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or, oh, thank God I faced that fear because I'm on the other end of this now and I can move forward with my life and I understand why my brain works the way it does. And then in the other aspect, it's like alcohol is a poison. Like, I don't really know why I got so interested in it, but like the more and more I read about it, I'm like, ew, why are we putting this into our body and acting like it's okay? Like, I don't want to sound like, you know, like I'm digging anyone out or whatever, but this is just my personal experience. I'm like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm vegan and I'm this and I'm that (laughs) and whatever. I don't believe in, what is it? Like immunization shots or whatever, you know? And then like, but they're out fucking drinking. That's uh, very true. And I'm just, I'm like, hold on a second. They're like, oh, but you know, it's, it's, um, allowed or whatever excuse that it is. Cause I've used the same excuse and it's just so silly girl. Like there really is no benefit to drinking, even like, you know, like not to call out any of the moms or whatever that drink red wine, but that is such the biggest lie, like that you can have two glasses or one glass of red wine while you're pregnant. There is no benefit to that. There is, it's not an antioxidant. If you want an antioxidant, go eat. I was going to say, literally. (laughs) Yeah, that means you literally cannot stop yourself from drinking. So now we need to have another conversation. (laughs) Exactly. And I'm just like, I will never, from the lowest of the lows that I've ever experienced now to being where I am today, you cannot sit there and convince me that alcohol serves a positive purpose in any way, shape or form, because it just doesn't like, it's just something that people, you know, use to celebrate. It can enhance it, but ultimately it's not vital. Yep. A hundred percent. Well, it has been so beautiful. We've been talking about this for like months now. So Thank you so much for being willing to share and be vulnerable and tell your story. Mm-hmm. And no problem. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. And <laughs> when this does come out, I'll make sure to um, get like those Instagrams that you talked about so that I can share them with people. And yeah, I hope anyone who is at least curious will look into it. Um, do people have permission to reach out to you if they're curious? A hundred percent. I always say that my Instagram is not private. Um, you know, I'm always talking about sobriety, always talking about, um, you know, even people who are like, mm-hmm. so I call it sober curious. Um, there's a whole movement out there of this and I am like on board. I always post about it, even if people are like over my shit, but I rather like be able to be you know like reachable for others who don't feel like they can talk about it out loud with their friends or their family you know like I will never discuss anything that people you know to other people that's private um but yeah I'm here for anyone all the time 24 7 love it you need me. okay I love you thank you so much I will see you soon I love you all right bye, bye love. Boo. thank you Bye.